how do we get from where we are to where we want to be going? It sounds simple, but what is the most direct route? What is the fastest way without all of the mindless shortcuts? Hi, it's John. You're listening to the Access Potential Podcast. We know it's not going to be easy, and we know this because a lot of the times we don't make it. A lot of the times our intentions, our goals, our visions become a thing of the past, something that we move away from, we move towards something else, a new vision, something pops up, a new conversation, we change direction. So we know it's not easy, and we also know that we live in a complex system. As a human, we're a complex organism, non-linear, so we're not defined or governed by specific frameworks and rules. So when we look at things like goal setting, what we really have is almost a mismatch between this energetic biological system, this living and breathing human, that we're trying to fit into a framework, trying to fit into something that we're going to use to get us somewhere to get to a destination or to unlock an achievement. So there's a lot of conflict. This brings up a lot of conflict for people. It's brought up a lot of conflict for myself. Today I'm going to talk about goals though. And goals are one of these things that are interesting and something that myself and a lot of people that I speak to keep coming back to. We've been through this before. We've we've heard the words before. We've seen some sort of a framework in the past. And yet, here we are still coming back, looking at ways to possibly observe, move beyond our fears, our hiccups, our obstacles, the things that stop us, the things that get in our way, whether they're structural, something that's involved in the goal, or whether they're internal. So I'm going to today just share a quick framework around goal setting. It's going to be a little bit different than normal because we'll be talking a little bit more about this concept of internal narrative and a little bit more around what actually is holding most of us back most of the time. So I just delivered a masterclass for our Access Potential Academy program and this is the framework that we went through. So I'm just recapping this for today's episode, and I hope you enjoy. How does the goal setting begin? Well, we have this position, this situation where we want to create change. We want to get from where we are to somewhere else. Maybe we've seen an idea, something sparked an interest, we've had a conversation. We've had this fleeting feeling that we could maybe do that, that we could we could do something greater, we could create an impact that's a little bit bigger than what we're creating now. We could do some work that's a little bit different than what we're doing now. And maybe it's just for the fun of it. Maybe it's just for the experience of it. Or maybe it's to support our lifestyle. Maybe it's to support the way that we want to live, the food that we want to be able to purchase. Maybe it's a financial goal. It could be a relationship goal. It could be that your vision, your way of living looks a certain way and you can feel that and you're going to feel this out and use goals as a stepping stone to move into this space, to move into that vision. 
So personally, in the past, I have to say I haven't really set a lot of hard and fast goals using goal frameworks. However, more recently, I've come across some goal frameworks that are flexible in nature, and we're going to go through one today. And what it made me realize was that in the past, I've actually done this without knowing that I was goal setting. So we'll go through the steps that are involved, and these are very similar to the ones that I've used in uh, a lot of the physical training realm, so a lot of the triathlon and Ironman triathlon, uh, sort of the strength and movement type of work, and then even in the business stuff as well. So this is coming from someone who isn't a long-term goal setter, and now this is looking at a framework that to me makes a lot of sense. This framework is actually based off of the work of Zig Ziglar, who I've mentioned before. I'm going to go through it today, and I'll try to get a link to the slide deck up on the show notes, which is up on the website. So we want to create change. We're here. We want to move there. We want to, we want to dive into this thing that we've thought about. We want to go on this little journey. What typically happens, though, is we find ourselves some point in time in the future, maybe it's six months, 12 months, and we wonder what happened. We wonder where did it go. We, we know because we end up setting a new goal, we end up going in a new direction, or we simply stop talking about where we were heading and what we were setting out to do. And in the slide deck, I have an image of an old Volkswagen Beetle that's rusted and been forgotten in a field of long grass and the long grass is growing so much has grown into the car and to me it kind of represents this idea of where the the goal graveyard so where these intentions end up and of course we don't talk about it because if we were going to talk about it it's if you think about it in a way it's a failure you know we're, we're opening ourselves up to criticism we were we set something out we set an intention and then one thing led to another and we didn't follow through. So the goal graveyard is fairly full. I think it's infinite in size, but it has a lot in there. And myself, I've got a lot of things that are in the goal graveyard as well. So the framework or the structure is really just a way that we can move from what I call our energy generation phase. So cultivating energy and becoming our own power source and being able to live in a way that's a little bit more sustainable without the frenzy of a lot of the other stuff and maybe bringing some habit development into our work and then looking at this sort of structure to bring in some new goals or intentions. And the main thing is to see that if we talk about, and I talk a lot about spearfishing and um, things like this and, and draw a lot of metaphors. And one of the concepts is if I go out spearfishing and I don't know what fish I'm looking for, I'm just going to go spearfishing. That's all I say. It's really hard. It's hard to hit any sort of target. It's hard to come back with something because inevitably your eye is not tuned for anything in particular. So you just are noticing what's around and you see lots of fish, but then in any moment you think, oh, there could be something else. And the, the, the alternative to this is to go in the water with an intention. You know, it might be that I'm looking for a kingfish or I'm looking for a snapper or whatever it might be. And then when something else pops up, you have opportunity, but you have 
a direction, you have a focus. And so really what we're getting at here is it's hard to hit the mark without a target. Sure, we could accidentally find a fish. Sure, we could accidentally create change in the exact area that we want. But it's a lot easier to set a target. It's a lot easier to define the area where that change might be. So this is what I call a clear process. So we're going to go through a a clear process here. And the thing with clear processes is that it simplifies things. So the big goal, the big hairy audacious goal that you're thinking about or you might think about sometimes can end up looking pretty achievable and pretty manageable and because a lot of the times they are. So we need to be aware of that. We need to make sure that this vision that we're going or this life that we're creating or the goal that we're creating is big enough. You know, we might need to review it and, and amp it up a little bit, amplify the goal, talk to some people around us and supercharge it. What else can we do? What else can we create? So step one is to identify the goal. Really simple. This just means outline the goal. Now, the thing that we hear a lot about is a feeling. I want to feel energized. I want to feel, you know, vitality. I want to feel good in the morning when I wake up. The thing is, it's subjective and there's nothing wrong with that desire and that want and that need, but it's subjective. So this means that when we set it as a goal, it's impossible to ever know if we really achieved it. Because on any given day, maybe we don't feel that thing, but did we feel it the day prior? So what we like to do is uh, bring that goal into focus and we could reframe that same one. I want to wake up energized could be, you know, I want to wake up and feel good enough such that I walk the length of the beach in the morning before eight o'clock every day of the week. Of course, the other areas for goals, we have financial, the work that we're doing, our businesses. Um, We also have our movement. You know, we could do, you know, a lot of people are into movement work. We could set a movement to work towards. And, of course, relationships as well. We touched a little bit on relationships, and I think we have another conversation here. Really, to me, it's it's sort of something that we uh, might look at sitting down together. Where do we want to go? What do we want to create? What is the we in this goal? So step one, identification of the goal. And step two is listing the benefits. What's in it for me? So this is effectively saying, okay, these goals, all of this stuff, it's fairly you know, driven by the ego. It's, it's ambitious. It's ambition. It's a direction that I want to go. And most likely that's been influenced by the culture, by society. Great. What is in it for me then? Well, I could make this amount of money and support this kind of lifestyle. I could f- feel good. I could, you know, uh, help others to to unlock this movement as well. What's in it for me means that in this instance, we're going selfish. We're, this is going to feel selfish, and that's okay. We also can cover what's in it for the broader culture or community or you know, maybe it's around um, the environment. That's fantastic. And what's in it for me? So being really clear and open and upfront around the benefits of the goal for you as an individual is super important. 
I just do these things in a document and I kind of work my way through and I do them usually work through once and then come back again. So number three is listing the obstacles. So this journey that you're on, wherever you want to go, hopefully it's big and scary. What are you going to come upon? What's going to stand in your way? And we have two parts. Part one, structural. I want to build a bridge between my town and yours. What are the obstacles? Materials, design, engineering, getting the materials from wherever they are to the site, uh, you know, the building or construction of the bridge, labor, uh, cleaning up after the job, finances. Now, what are the non-structural? What are the internal? Well, what I need to do is look at my past. I need to look at other things that I've engaged in. So the last time I set up this goal or tried to do something else, I got too tired or I went on an overseas holiday or I couldn't be bothered anymore. So there I would list these, feeling too tired, feeling like I needed to go on a holiday, wanting to give up, choosing a different goal, moving to the next shiny object. These are the internal obstacles and they're equally important, if not more. And what you need to do is, or what you can do is chat to somebody who's close to you and ask them because they'll have some great insights as to what your narrative, your obstacles that you self-create uh, typically in these situations might be. So step three, list the obstacles. Step one was identify the goal. Number two, list the benefits. Number three, listing the obstacles. And number four, skills and knowledge. What skills do you need? What knowledge do you need? If I want to start a business and it's in digital marketing, I need to be able to run a computer. I need to be able to understand the platforms that are involved. I need to understand the basics of marketing. I need to understand possibly uh, copywriting. I need to understand design and you know creativity and creative and how to choose imagery. I need to understand colors. What else? What else do we need to know? Is there anything to do with communication, structural, narrative, or internal skills and knowledge? Do I need to know how to overcome an obstacle or I need to know how to do a certain skill? Do I need to know how to speak a certain language? Skills and knowledge is number four. And this is basically a long list of everything that you're going to need in order to get the job done. Number five, people and groups. Who are you going to surround yourself? So we've all heard this with the sum of the five people that we surround ourselves with or similar types of uh, thoughts. And great. So, and knowing that, who do we choose to surround ourselves with? Who are we going to go and find? Who is going to come in? And I gave one example in the masterclass, which was one of the guys, Jacob is an uh, excellent athlete and strongman. And my example was, okay, well, if I was going to enter a strongman competition, I'd know the goal the competition, I know the benefits, well, I'd get stronger and I'd have the experience and I'd be able to lift some big stones. And then the obstacles would be, well, I'm, I'm just too weak at the moment. I don't know how to lift those stones in the way that they do. And so the skills and knowledge would be to understand how to do that. And then the people in the groups is I'd be looking directly for people who've done this before. So who can I bring in? I'd bring in Jacob and I'd bring him in um, you know, as soon as I, pretty much as soon as I can, because the more insights I can get, 
the better I'm going to go and the easier it's going to be. Groups, you could be um, a little trio or a friend or a coach or a mentor, someone to help hold you accountable, someone to help you upskill, someone who has been there before who's help going to help you get to where you want to go. Very important and often missed out because when we keep this goal-setting stuff private, um, of course, we often fail to express and raise the necessity and articulate what we're trying to do. So number five, people in groups. Find a group, super important. Number six, create a plan of action. So this is how you're going to go about the process of moving from A to B. And what we can do here is something called a three-act structure. And we can do a five-act structure as well, but I'm going to talk about a three-act structure. And this is a way of creating a plan of action. And it's in line with the creation of a movie. And I've talked about this before in some of the blog posts. Effectively, what we're doing is zooming out on your current situation. And we're starting at the end. We're starting at Act 3. So the example I give is of the Titanic, the movie. And we go, okay, Act 3. Jack's dying and he sinks to the bottom of the sea and the Titanic is sunken. And that's pretty much that. Act 2 is the uh, cat and uh, Jack and Kate falling in love on the Titanic and the big adventure. And act one would be setting the scene of the ship leaving the port. So the sort of gray imagery that comes to mind of the old school sort of shot in the ship, he gets on board and then the ship leaves. And what we can do then is to flesh these out. What needs to happen within each act? Okay, so by using an, a three-act structure, effectively we're getting out of our own heads. We're looking at the obstacles that are going to come. We're looking at the characters that we're going to bring in in each act, the people and the groups. We're looking at the skills and the knowledge and when these need to come in. Now, I like to set, a, set up some timelines on these acts. So if the whole process is going to take me 12 months to get my business to a certain level, uh, what does that look like in Act 3? What does it look like in Act 2? When does Act 2 begin? When does Act 2 end, roughly? And then when does Act 1 end? And Act 1 begins now. So we're always starting straight away. So the three-act structure is a really nice way to look at it objectively, to look at our own patterns and behaviors, and to understand how they could derail us as an obstacle, and then to understand how we're going to move beyond those and bring people in. Within the act structure, or within the the plan of action and the three-act structure, a couple of the questions we can ask are, what are some of the big things that's going to really help us here? If I'm looking to grow my business, sales and marketing may well fall into that 20% that's going to give us 80% return. Do I know how to do my craft that's involved in the business? That's certainly going to fall into the 20%. A lot of the other stuff we can identify as not within that high impact 20%. You know, spending too much time on social media, uh, too much time checking emails, listening to, you know, too many videos or generally things that are avoiding the work that's involved in the three-act structure to get you to where you want to go. What are the main things? What are the 20%? 
Second question is, what does it look like for you to regroup? You're going to lose motivation. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to want to quit. What does it look like to pause? When does that happen? Who comes in? What's your process? Okay, how do I regroup? How do I set myself up for success? Knowing that I'm going to get frustrated with this whole thing. Next is short and long-term deadlines. So these fall under the act. So putting some dates together. And then the final one is what I call interstage left. And that's just really coming back to this idea of the movie, looking at who's on your team. I gave the example of Jacob. When does Jacob come in? When does the coach come in? When do the friends come in? Do I contact them now? Do I have some other work to do first? When's the best time for these people to come in? Number seven is set a deadline. Now, some people do this at the start. I like to flesh this thing out and look at the whole three-act structure. Now, a couple of words of caution on the deadlines. Uh, With some of the movement goals, we need to be very wary because... Again, coming back to this concept where we have a nonlinear system, our body, looking at adaptation, looking at things like nutrition and sleep and the complexities of life to then put a goal around a certain weight by a certain amount of time or certain movement by a certain amount of time can be risky. I'm not saying don't do it, but use your own discretion there. Uh, I would tend to use this system with hard and fast deadlines for projects. So projects is how I talk about aspects of work that we create that go out to the broader world. It's super important. And from there, we can do what's called raising the necessity. Basically, saying to tell some people about our goal, share it a little bit, bounce it off some people, and we're ready to rock. We're ready to go. We look at what's in Act 1, we call who we need to call, and we get the ball rolling. So that's it for this thing on goals. Now, there's a couple of things I'd like to add in just as I wrap up. It can sound pretty intense. And I'm pretty, I'm typically a little bit more on the feel it out, intuitive sort of bias. Now, this can sound fairly structured and rigid and intense. And it can also sound energetically taxing. Okay, we'll have to do all of these things once I set the goal. And long story short, yes, you do. That's effectively the point. So what we have here is a framework that shows us the work that needs to be done in order to get where we want to go. Now, the caveat is the energy generation module that I talk about, uh, which I've spoken about in other podcasts, you can go back and listen, always comes first, always comes first and does not get derailed by the goal. We still cultivate energy. We're looking after ourselves first and foremost. And from this bedrock of tools and awareness around how we're living, how we're breathing, how we're moving, we can then set these wonderful, amazing goals and engage in this broader game and look at some cool stuff that we can lock into. That's it for today seven steps to help you frame up some of the big things you want to do, start your business that you want to do, add a you know new project to the business you've got, create an ebook, create some videos, create something for us, be awesome, something scary for you, 
something that gives you a little bit of a tingle when you think about it. Um, or it could be a goal in your personal life or a relationship. So that's it for today. That's it for this episode. I'll catch you next week. If you've got any questions on this one, maybe a specific goal you've got or some questions on that, hit me up at john at johntmarsh.com and I'll sink my teeth into it in a, in a future episode. Thank you for listening and don't forget to share it to somebody else who wants to crush some goals this year. Cheers.